Yo, welcome to the Gas Mask Tribe TV Podcast. I'm your host, Biz. Yes, and I represent that wonderful band called Dirty Heart. People, today, I really want to speak about the grind. The grind as the Gas Mask Tribe. The grind as Biz Dirty Heart. Like, what has it been like for me? And, again, I'm hoping this touch you and relate to you and motivate you to uh, keep going. Also, make sure you, you know, donate to the Gas Mask Tribe. You know, it really helps, you know, um, keep things to flow. It really helps get out to you and bring product to you, send product to you. Um, please, it, it, it definitely helps. I'm not working with nobody else. This is only supported by the Gas Mask Tribe. It's only supported by you guys. The Gas Mask Tribe is not, don't have any investors. It's only you only you who's listening to right now but let's get into it the grind the grind people me started in 1987 i was born and i was raised i started out in i was born in linwood california my pops uh was a gang member some people say he was from Primera flats which is a mexican gang some people say he was from broadway um, yes, it's like, well, don't you know who he was or what gang he was from? Um, and if anyone don't know what gangs are, that's, you know, Primera Flats is a gang in Linwood. Broadway is a Crip gang in Los Angeles. And so these are the, you know, type of questions that people ask. Don't you know? Was he with this gang or that gang? Was he with a black gang or a Mexican gang? And the story is still vague, people. You know, my pops killed himself when I was about four. And I, I would say this is what started the grind. As soon as he did that, I was left off in the world with no helping hand as far as a biological father. His father, which will be my grandfather, was murdered by my grandmother. He was actually poisoned. Um... The guy suffered from dementia, he suffered from bipolar, and all the other things that black men may be diagnosed with, you know. Um, so this is a very, you know, up and close personal, in, you know, podcast right now. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you guys a lot of details and insights on the world I grew up in, you know. Um, but he didn't have anything settled, which I'm talking about my grandfather. He didn't have really much. You know, his son ended up kind of growing like him. Instead of his son being poisoned by his wife, which would be my mother, or his, you know, uh, peoples, or whatever the case may be, he wasn't. He committed suicide. Um, I received the doctor... I'm sorry, I received the... uh, What you call the thing when people die? Uh, Death certificate. I received the death certificate of my father a few years ago, and it said he passed away or committed suicide on trifoval and cocaine. If you don't know what trifoval is, it's like a high-induced drug that really boosts up your heart rate and it exploded his heart. He took it because of his medical condition, which is dementia and other things. But I believe at this moment he may have took a little bit too much more, too much, and made it maybe. Um, Took some narcotics, you know, behind the drug. You know what I mean? Like, pretty much he was fucked up. From what the, you know, from what this death certificate said. 
But what, how that started to grind for me, I was able to see, as I got older, I was able to see my life unfold as far as the drummer. I started playing on pots and pans. Coming, you know, I was in foster care, still was in foster care. That's when we just got in foster care, me and my sister. I was about the age of uh, two years old. My sister was about six months at the time. And we entered into foster care. And that's where the grind began because I got my first set of drums at the age of five. And before five, I was playing on pots and pans, bugging my foster mom, a.k.a. my great-grandmother. She was literally my great-grandmother. And um, but we was raised in foster care system. So if you if anyone know how that dynamic is, then you know what that's like. So we're five minutes into the show and now we're ready to go into the big move. All right. So I'm playing drums. I got my first set of drums at the age of five. We was living in Crenshaw on Ninth Ave, 54th and Ninth Ave in Crenshaw. Most people may know that as where the Rolling 60s may hang out at. Most people may know that as where the VNGs may hang out at, which is the blood game. But living over there, I was brought up in a world of, of Sesame Street. <laughs> I was brought up in a world of free spirit and like this, you know, it was fun. But I had a bad anger issue. Like, my anger issue was so horrible. I would beat the shit out of kids all the time. Like, I was the little kid that was going to school every day and would knock the fuck out of every fucking kid I see. Because I had just fucked up anger issues. Like, fucked up. Previous anger issues. As you can see, I never got over what happened previous. You know, in my early stages of life. Before I got into elementary. Right? Anyway, I'm in elementary causing a ruckus. Being a fucking pain in the ass. You know. And I meet my fucking maker. Like, this motherfucker had to be the goon, the high goon of the school. This ninja was literally, like, the top-ranking ninja. Like, today, he would be like LeBron in the NBA, right? Like, everybody know him. Don't fuck with RJ. RJ will beat your ass, ninja. Don't fuck with RJ. The grind, people. I had to grind, right? I had to state my name. <laughs> but even though I was a very adolescent kid, very fucked up mentally kid, I still didn't meet the person that set me down on my ass, right? Because you're going to always meet that person who can, uh, who's better than you, right? And every day, I would battle with everybody, but I wouldn't fuck with RJ. Hell no. Nah. Right? RJ come over. He'll fuck with me. Like, push me or some shit. Right? I wouldn't fuck with him. Niggas like, nigga, ain't gonna, oh, 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 you, ain't, you fuck with everybody else? Did you ain't gonna fuck with RJ, nigga? You ain't gonna fuck with RJ, huh? The grind. People had to grind. This, this is the grind. I'm finna show you something here. So, I had a little incident where I, where I had hit a female at the school. I mean, I slapped the shit out this Latina girl, right? And I got home, and my uncle says, oh, you want to beat the shit out of women, huh? You want to beat the shit out of women? You want to slap women, huh? You want to slap girls? That's not cool, bro. And my uncle grabbed this thick-ass belt, and he beat the dog shit out of me. I felt as if I was a strangled dog, or I felt as if I was a pig going into a slaughterhouse. Like, he 
whooped the fuck out. I was crying so hard that it felt like the skin on my body was ripping. You know what I mean? Technically, it wasn't. I wasn't bleeding, people. I wasn't. There was no, you know, blood drawn or whatever. But this shit felt like that because it just felt bad. Like, I was just crying my ass. So I, I think I cried for a whole week straight. You know what I mean? I couldn't sit down for like a, maybe a month and a half. I couldn't sit down. Like, I was, <laughs> I was crying. I was hurt, right? I go to school maybe the next week or so, and RJ arrives. And I'm like, RJ, I ain't fucking with you, RJ. I just got done with uh, the, the worst ass whooping of my life. I think I'm done with fucking with people. I'm going to stop putting my hands on people. I ain't trying to fuck with nobody, right? The grind. This is the grind, people. As you can see, I'm, I'm, I'm leveling up here, as you can see. But next thing I know, RJ wanted to take it even further. He's like, fuck that nigga. You going to get this ass whooping today. Now, we in front of the school. We used to set out in front of the school, get ready to go in the school before the school go in, right? Before the school opened up. We used to all group in the front, right? Every teacher come out, and she'll put all the class in the line, right? And you know where I hung out at. You think I hung out in the front of the line? Hell no, nah, nigga. I was in the back of the line with all the homies. But guess who else back there? RJ. So RJ fucking with me, right? He's like, blah, 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 nigga, I'm a boom, boom, boom. And I don't know if you guys know about the noogies. It's like where you would put a person in a headlock and you would take your knuckles and you would rub their head really hard with it, right? It's called a, 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 a noogie, whatever the fuck it's called, right? I couldn't stand the shit. And he got me so much to the point where all I could see is his arm around my neck and his knuckles beaming on my fucking head as if I was a, like, this, as if I was the sun with a, uh, 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 being magnified on a fucking ant. Like, it was horrible, right? I'm, I'm feeling this horrible feeling. And I pushed him off, and he said, man, you look like you want to fight. And all I can remember is uppercutting the fuck out of RJ. Oh, man. So I championed that shit, right? I stopped fucking with everybody. I beat the big guy at the house. Now I'm the reigning king on the campus. So I get in middle school. And I think I'm going to do the same thing in middle school. I joined a band. I mean, a marching band. I bug my fuck out my grandfather and say, hey, hey, pops, pops, I want to be in the band. I want to be in the band. He said, man, you can't be in no damn band. I said, yeah, dad, I could be in the band. Let me be in the band. I want to be in the marching band in middle school. See, all right, I'm going to put you in middle school, right? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to put you in the band in middle school, right? So I go and get put in the band, and guess what the fuck they gave me? Instead of giving me drums, guess what they gave me? Trumpet. <laughs> A nigga was playing trumpet. You think I knew? That was probably the most horrible position I could ever be in. I said I was, I was getting lightheaded every fucking class, every period of fucking, I think I had that at sixth period. I think that was my class. Like the last period of school was banned. And it was like the sixth period. And I'm like, every sixth period, I was fucking lightheaded like a motherfucker. Like I felt like I smoked like 40 blunts, nigga. I was lightheaded, right? I said, I ain't never doing it. Seventh grade come, I get in the snare drum, right? Now I'm finna grind and make my way to the top. Mind you, there's four other snare drummers up there. And I'm like, no, I'm finna get, a, I'm finna get these snare drummers out the way. So I start showing my chops. And the Latin dude, the, the Latin guy who the teacher was, his name was Mr. Hernandez, right? So Mr. Hernandez is like, let me see your chops, biz. 
So I wear they didn't call me Biz then, they called me Kenny. So I was like, yeah, 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 let me show you my chops. So I become the reigning champ, right? This is the grind. And then I get the big head, I think I'm running everything, and I fuck up. And Mr. Champions, I mean, Mr. Hernandez says, you got to sit down. I'm going to have to sit you down. You cannot play today. And I said, damn. I can't play for the parades and none of that. I mean, I'm so young. I'm in all the parades in L.A. I'm in all the fucking venues in L.A. And I'm only in middle school. And now, I because I get the big head, and I fuck up on a few notes and a few things, not staying on track, not keeping the grind up, I get knocked down. And somebody else take my position. See, people, what you have to understand is if you're always on toes, if you're always on your toes, no one can take your shit. No one. I'm in middle school learning this. So I said, you know what? I got to stop this. I become the reigning champ. High school come. I don't want to play drums because I feel like I'm a pro at it. I'm already I'm already past 12 years old in high school. I think I, I believe I was 13 at the time. I was already performing at venues and clubs and bars from 12 years old. Right. I just got out of middle school and I'm performing at big venues in middle school as a drummer. So I get to high school. I don't need to play drums. Nigga, let me play football. Man, that was the worst shit I could ever did. You know, and this is when you don't have the right leadership around you. I'm not taking no discredit for my great grandparents. I think they were beautiful parents. They were beautiful overseers. They were beautiful guardians. But when it came to pushing the life forward or, or, or breaking the legacy, I'm, I'm sorry, breaking a family curse and bringing high values to your family. That wasn't a huge thing in my family. Everybody was like, shit, if you went to prison and came out, niggas throwing you a party. Rather than a motherfucker who graduated university, niggas ain't throwing him no party. What the fuck? That don't make any sense. Well, that's the culture I grew up in. So I get 14, 15, and now I'm performing with all these big bands at this big, huge church in Hollywood. This was started the legacy. This was started the, the hardcore grind. I'm 16 after 16 years old. I'm performing at this church called Oasis Christian Center. I'm the top on the list. I'm only 15 performing with high musicians who came off tour with Christine Aguilera, Day, B. York. I mean, I'm naming artists probably some of you guys don't even know who they are. You know what I mean? I mean, Carlos Santana. I mean, these cats are like gurus in the industry. And I'm, and I'm, I'm 14, 15 playing with these type of musicians. So you knew the level of my playing. Now you know the how I play, the level. These cats are 15, 20 years older than me, and I'm playing on their level at 15. So now you see what level I am on as a drummer, as a musician, as an artist. But I get the big head, like always, thinking I got it all. And I get a chick pregnant. I get this chick, she was in foster care as well. She was living out of a group home at the time. And that's another story. We'll, we'll have that on another podcast. You know what I mean? If you guys want to hear about that, please, you know, comment or like it or download the podcast or, you know what I mean, uh, uh, support the podcast as far as donations. And um, I'll go ahead and deliver that story for you guys. But anyway, I got her pregnant, this chick pregnant. And we was at this church. And because I'm playing at this church and I'm getting paid really fucking good money. I mean, good money. Um, because of the image I held 
and because she was pregnant, they kicked me off the church. They literally kicked me out of the church. Hey, hey, we can't have that shit. You got to get out of here. And I'm like, what? You guys are church. I'm 15 years old. How you going to treat a motherfucker like this? Right? I didn't say motherfucker, but I said, how you going to treat a person like this? Right? And they were like, sorry, you got to handle the issue with the child and all of that. Blase, blase. Right? And we went to the, you know, doctor office and she was pregnant, about to have this baby. And the foster care system, they didn't really like the issue and that whole little spill. Just to give a long story short, the baby was aborted. I am not a fan of abortion. I am not a fan of that type of shit. I feel like if you, if you big enough to go and have sex with a person, and the person end up getting pregnant, I think you should be big enough to handle your handle your responsibilities. You handle resp- hey shit, nigga. If you handle your responsibility in fucking, the responsibility in fucking is taking your dick out and having some pleasure. That's the responsibility. Making sure you get some pleasure. Well, if you can handle that responsibility, you can handle the responsibility of if she gets pregnant, you should handle that. Period, right? So I, I was ready. I was there, ready to handle my shit. I fucked up, right? So I should handle my shit. I'm ready to make my bed and lie in it, right? I made my bed and I'm ready to sleep. Well, they took her to go get an abortion. And... That took me off on a Richter. So I said, you know what? I just want to get the fuck out of California. I don't want to be here. And then that started my tour grind. I ended up starting touring at the age of 17. And I kept touring and I did not come back home. And I think I toured for like 10 years straight. I didn't come. No, I'm sorry. For eight years straight. I I believe I didn't come home till I was 24. When my first daughter was about to be born. So I would come back to L.A. for a few months or whatever, and I would leave back on tour for another six months. Come back to L.A. for a few months and come leave back on tour for a few months. And that was my grind. I didn't have, I, I mean, pretty much everything I wanted to do as a drummer, I was doing it. I was accomplishing it. You know what I mean? Whether I was making little money or a lot of money, I was accomplishing the goal. Only thing is, is most people don't put a dollar value on their goal. Ooh, ooh, bar. Most people don't put a dollar value on their goals. Like, how much is it going to cost you to do this show, Biz? I couldn't answer those questions at that time. I was saying shit like, uh, uh, just pay me $100. I'll do it. Motherfucker was like, well, shit, hell yeah, I'll pay you 100 bucks. Come perform for four hours. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I wasn't educated in, in that sense. Like, it takes stages in this grind. It takes stages. I'm glad I learned that way because now can't nobody bamboozle me. I know what it costs. I did that when I was younger now. I was getting paid at a church. I was getting paid thousands of dollars. I said, you know what? Fuck the church. I ain't going to do that shit no more. I'm going to go work this shit out on my own and do my own grind. Right? And I found a band and I ended up touring the rest of the country. Right? And I did that for like 10 years straight. And after doing that, I learned a very, 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 very huge lesson that you can do it all on your own, right? But you may not get as far. So you need a team to grind with you. You get what I mean? So those are the things that I'm looking at right now. Those are the things that I see to how to help people. Hold on one second. I got my baby here. Yeah, mama. I'm done with school. You done with school? Can you have a cookie? Okay, you can have two cookies and... Okay, I'll give you three cookies. All right. Where's the cookie? 
day up on the counter. Love you. So, daddyhood, everyone. That's daddyhood. That's another podcast. <laughs> but so the grind was really me, you know, challenging myself and being a better person. Being on the road and learning business and learning how to understand business and how to maneuver business. There's levels to things like this. And those are the things that I've learned so much. And I'm saying I feel that you should have those same values. You should put a dollar value on your goal. Don't just have a goal. Have a dollar value on that goal. This is the grind. This is the fucking grind. This is the gas mask tribal. We filter out the bullshit. Grinding is not just hustling, people. It's not just trying to make your next dollar the next day. That's not just grinding. If you think that's grinding, you held yourself at a limited standard. Come on, people. Come on, man. Gas mask tribe. Come on. Don't hold yourself to no limited standard. Put a value on your goal. If you want to make $100,000 in the next seven months, you can do that. If you want to make a million dollars in the next year, you can do that. It's been done before. If you've seen millions of others done it, you mean to tell me you can't do it too? I'm the example. I'm the example. I'm telling you. You are the community I'm talking to. I'm only talking to the gas mask tribe. People. I'm, I'm going to let you guys go in a few in a few minutes. But I just want you to understand that your life is so precious that no matter what you've gone through in your life, you should use your past to elevate you. Only use your past to elevate you because it can only make you better. Learn what was great and what kept you grounded and all the bad shit in your past, you learn from that. Don't do that in the future. So these are the things that I'm trying to understand myself. We're only growing together. This is the gas mask tribe. I'm only talking to y'all. I ain't talking to the rest of the world. If this resonates with you and you relate to what I'm saying or you just relate to the story, please like the podcast, download the podcast. Also, make sure you donate, you know. Um, help me keep doing this. Help me keep, you know what I mean, making life beautiful help me keep making your life beautiful you know every dollar helps i'm not working with no one this is this is not honestly every dollar that you give to the donation of the gas mask tribe goes back to you it goes back to you literally we're sending out free caps we're sending out free t-shirts we're sending out free albums we're sending out new small clips of movies that we've done we're, we're bringing shows to you I'm bringing you a concert of my band every time. I am not just no normal performer. You're going to be entertained coming to my show. You're definitely going to be entertained. That's facts. That's facts. You can go anywhere on the YouTube, anywhere in the world, and find a show of Dirty Harvard and let me know, oh, wow, you're, oh, wow. Let me know if you're not going to be entertained. I guarantee you would. I got $1,000 on it. I want somebody to bet me $1,000 that, Coming to a Dirty Harvest show, you would not be entertained. It's impossible. That's like saying the sun won't come up the next day. It's impossible. I mean, the clouds might be in front of it. I mean, the sky might be dark. The clouds might be dark. It might look like it's going to rain. But the sun is still out, buddy. So I'm just saying, gas mask tribe, people, donate. We would love to have your donation. Every dollar counts. Every dollar helps us move things forward. Every dollar helped me to get to you. I want to get to you. 
I want to be able to have 50 people in a venue. I don't need a thousand. I don't need a, you know what I mean? I think that's too many people. I can't conversate with everybody. I mean, COVID is real nowadays. But I know for a fact I can touch 50 people in 10 states. I know that. So if you're in a state right now, I'm in currently California. So if you're in a state right now and you're like, well, I don't mind paying 10 bucks to support the Gas Mask Tribe and receive free products and receive caps and t-shirts you can go look at the product on dirtyharvard.com go look at the product it's it's very nice you will love the quality of the material the quality of the print job is very great great i do it all myself i do not you know there's no other help i do it all myself and this is literally from me to you so you're getting it just from me to you you're not getting it from the manufacturer company and all that crazy shit it's coming straight from me to you so the merchandise, everything that you'll be getting from the Gas Mask Tribe with just a $10 donation, you'll be getting a, for 10 bucks, you'll be getting a $50 product. Let's say, I'm sorry, let's say you're getting 40 bucks, you're getting an $80 product. For 10 bucks, you're getting a $25 product. Like, you're going to get more for the value of the dollar that you're paying. And you're not paying money to a freaking guy who's going to use your money to benefit off of and to just benefit his own uh, 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 purpose. Hell no. This is not for me. This is The money you give is not for me. It's not. It's for the gas mask tribe. It's to help the gas mask tribe. It's to push the gas mask tribe forward. It's to have economic wealth for the gas mask tribe. To everyone who identifies the gas mask tribe. This is only for you. People. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Gas Mask Tribe TV Podcast, where we fit to out that bull. This is called The Grind. And I hope you got some from this. I look forward to seeing your donations. I look forward to meeting you. I look forward to seeing you soon on tour. I'll be coming on tour soon. Um, but really, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, take care. And good morning, good afternoon, good night to those who listening at their time frames. And Gas Mask Tribe, we out. The Grind.